Hello and welcome to another edition of Cloud9Fin, where we dissect everything that's going on in leverage finance. I'm your host, David Bell, and I'm joined this week by William Hoffman, a senior reporter on the editorial team in the US. Welcome back, William. Hey, good to be back. So this week, we're going to take a look at the gaming sector, um, which came into focus last week as the casino operator Penn Entertainment announced a new $2 billion marketing partnership with ESPN. So this deal, William, essentially, as, as you laid out in your story this week, transforms Penn's online sports betting business into a new app called ESPN Bet. Pretty interesting deal for, for a few reasons, which, which we'll get into. But first, William, what's Penn thinking here and how did the company get to this point? Yeah, from Penn's perspective, I mean, they're thinking ESPN is a massive, massive brand that can help drive user growth for them. Uh, some folks think this deal is coming too late to compete with the likes of DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, but ESPN is just about the best sports brand you can acquire. <laughs> um, right. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, I and a lot of other people listening uh, to this podcast probably play fantasy football, um, likely on the ESPN fantasy app. You know, all those users are going to start seeing ads for ESPN bet. Uh, they're going to run ads on the network. They're going to mention the app on their most popular show, First Take, where Stephen A. is yelling. Uh, it's going to get airtime during MLB and NBA and NFL games. I mean, the Disney ESPN marketing machine is going to be whirling. Uh, they have a vast reach. So, you know, they're going to get behind this app and try to force it into relevancy. Okay. So, you know, a lot of potential upside for Penn. Um, but what's ESPN getting out of this deal? I mean, they're part of Disney. Why, why can't they just, why wouldn't they just buy FanDuel or, or DraftKings, you know, one of the, the two bigger players in this market? Yeah, I mean, for starters, I mean, a lot of money to buy FanDuel or sports or, uh, you know, FanDuel or uh, DraftKings at this point. Uh, they're quite big businesses. But, you know, ESPN is in a bit of a precarious position itself lately. Um, they fired a lot of their, you know, top personalities uh, to save on some money. ESPN Plus subscriptions are low. Uh, cable subscriptions, where they've kind of traditionally made their money, uh, those are falling to the wayside. They're not getting as much revenue from that anymore. So, you know, while Disney might have the cash to do it, uh, you know, a big sports betting acquisition is not really in the cards for them right now. There's also a question of how much Disney wants its brand uh, to be in the world of game gambling. Uh, this is a company known for princesses and Mickey Mouse, uh, not often the often, you know, seedy world of gambling. Um, that being said, you know, sports gambling has been legal for a while now. Public perception is coming back around to it. So, you know, it's a marketing deal it is a way for ESPN to dip its toes in and see where it goes kind of. Okay, gotcha. And in terms of the, the Levfin market, there are a lot of other players, a lot of other gaming credits in the sector. And they're all, to some extent, building out their own sportsbook offering um, because it's been such a, a huge driver of growth for the market. So how do you think Penn is going to be able to compete in this market against some of the other bigger players we mentioned? Yeah, so a lot of the people I talked to for a story uh, were saying that Penn is going to have to you know, pour a lot of money into advertising and, and grow its market share. You know, that's typically promotions for, you know, put in 
put in a dollar and they'll give you a hundred dollars back. You know, I live in Ohio. So we, we, we just got legalized this year. We get a lot of these promotions from likes of FanDuel and, and uh, DraftKings and MGM and everything else. So, um, you know, they're going to have to pour money more into that. Um, and, and that's going to be a, a cost. You know, this is, this is something that, that FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM, they've been doing for, for, for years now. Uh, between DraftKings and, and uh, FanDuel, they basically make up 80% of the online sports uh, book market at this point. Um, and both of those companies are now kind of pulling back from that you know, growth at all cost mentality and are focused on becoming profitable. Uh, the question is whether investors will show the patience with Penn you know, as it spends heavily to, to kind of grow into this market share. Okay, and you, you touched earlier on the, the image question for Disney and you know the idea of picking the right partner to expand in this um, online sports betting marketplace, which gets to another aspect of the deal, which is that Penn essentially, um, while it's joining forces with ESPN now, it's also cutting ties with Barstool Sports, which uh, is a media company that it acquired from the founder Dave Portnoy for about $550 million over the past three years. And it's now selling Barstool back to the founder, Dave Portnoy, for a, for a dollar, plus some restricted covenants on competition and a cut of the future sale proceeds of the business. But in any case, it hasn't worked out as well as intended. So what kind of happened there? Yeah, this is a prime example of why Disney wanted to stay out of the gambling business for as long as it did, and sort of the cost of, you know, Penn uh, getting into it when they did. So, you know, Penn's partnership with Barstool uh, was, it was lucrative enough, you know, the company grew revenue by 57% since they inked that deal in the second quarter of 2019. Uh, that was to, to about 100 or $1.67 billion in the latest quarter that ended in June. Uh, likewise, adjusted EBITDA, that's accounting for rental costs, grew by 17% to $476 million during the same period. You know, so Penn grew its user base through Barstool, um, but with this opportunity to partner with ESPN, it just made sense to cut ties. I mean, they're paying quadruple for ESPN what they paid for Barstool. Um, and, you know, with a figure like Dave Portnoy, uh, you know, he's courted a lot of controversy. Um, it, it probably just made sense for, for him to, to drop, you know, a figure like that who, you know, we won't get into all of his accusations, but <laughs> essentially... You know, I, I'd say go go read up on, on some of the, the colorful things that he's said and done over the years, and you can kind of see why, you know, Penn might have wanted to, to move in a different direction. Right, and, and that kind of points to, um, you know, the increased regulatory scrutiny that these businesses are, are, are running into as, as they aggressively push mobile and online gambling. So is that kind of reputation maybe that was part of the thinking there as well um, with, with, with that extra scrutiny on the, on the industry. Yeah, certainly. And you're moving into different States. You're working with, you know, a new, new company that has a high standard for these sorts of things. Um, and so they have a bigger opportunity with ESPN than they did Barstool. And I think they just seized it. Mm -hmm. And so as a, as a credit, what, what, what are the next steps for Penn? Um, how are they looking in terms of, their balance sheet and you know the the market competition that they're facing now yeah they have some runway to let this play out i mean it's nearest maturities total about two billion dollars of debt uh coming due in 2027 which is across bonds loans and a revolver 
so I think for now, they they sort of let the football season play out and see how many users ESPN can help drive to the app. You know, all the fantasy football, all the programming, see, see where their user base is at the end of the year. Um, and then, you know, if they don't meet a certain market uh, threshold, market share threshold, uh, ESPN could choose to drop them as a partner. Uh, that's after a three-year period. Um, so they'll have to show some substantial progress by then if they want to keep the partnership going. Um, and also to, if they want to refi those bonds and around 2026, 2027, whenever, you know, that time comes. Um, you know, so it's an uphill battle uh, to compete with DraftKings, FanDuel, you know, even Caesars and MGM have a, a much bigger market share. Um, but they, they do have some real muscle behind them in ESPN. And don't forget that, you know, there's still states that haven't legalized yet. And those will be battleground states. Excellent. Well, thanks, William, for joining us. Tune in next week where we will be back with our European team. Until then, take care and thanks for listening.